Hi, welcome to the Parkinson Vitality Project podcast, a place for open and honest discussion about how to intentionally live, move, and thrive with Parkinson's disease. I'm your host, Anne Gould, owner of Envision Physical Therapy and Wellness, where I specialize in helping people with Parkinson's live their fullest lives. Let's dive into today's episode. Today on the podcast, I'm going to be talking to my friend, Emily Duvall-Ledger. Emily is the owner and lead trainer for Recreation Fitness in Long Beach, California. She's been a certified personal trainer through the American Council on Exercise since 2005 and is a certified Power Moves instructor, which is a Parkinson-specific rehabilitation exercise program. As a sedentary kid who was finally inspired to get in shape in her adult life, she knows firsthand that it's never too late to try something new and is dedicated to helping her clients surprise themselves with what they can accomplish. Emily specializes in working with clients who have chronic or neurological conditions such as Parkinson's disease, dementia, lupus, and multiple sclerosis to help them manage their symptoms and improve the quality of their lives. In addition to one-on-one training, she and her team offer PD Fit for Parkinson's classes which combine power moves, boxing, and functional training in a fun group setting. Emily was honored to be named the 2015 Woman Entrepreneur of the Year by the Long Beach Chamber of Commerce. She's a proud alumnus of the Leadership Long Beach Institute and was recently honored at Mayor Robert Garcia's Long Beach Business Awards for her business leadership and commitment to the city. Hi, Emily. Hi, Anne. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for being here. So we met, was it? Uh, the Parkinson's, the Parkinson's retreat, the wellness mm-hmm. retreat in 2018, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Seems like yesterday, but yes. It does seem like yesterday. <laughs> so um, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and then we can start talking about everything. Sure. I'm Emily Dubell ledger I own Recreation Fitness, which is a fitness company in Long Beach, California. And about half of our clients have Parkinson's disease or other uh, related neurological conditions. Okay. So um, what, how did you go into working with people with Parkinson's and neurological conditions? Because it doesn't seem like a typical way that personal trainers go. No, actually not at all. I had a client call me who was the mother of a client that I've been working with for a long time. And she basically called and told me that I was going to be her new trainer. And I was like, okay. And she has Parkinson's. She had been diagnosed um, probably 10 years ago at that point. Um, And she was in her late 60s. And she was working with a personal trainer because her physical therapist really urged her to. But she realized that her PT really was not going to be challenging her. He was very young and kind of inexperienced. And she just thought, I think she told me that he was afraid of hurting her, so she needed to find somebody else, and her physical therapist had really urged her to find someone who would challenge her. And at the time, I didn't know anything about Parkinson's disease, so I started going to her physical therapy sessions, and it really ignited a passion that I just didn't even know I had. And meeting her not only changed my career, but it really kind of changed my life because Now I also have a mother-in-law who has PD and my experience working with clients has really positively influenced my relationship with her and how I can be supportive to my family. And it's just kind of bloomed into this whole other direction that I never really 
thought that I would be a part of. Um, and because I had already been a trainer for a while by the time I met her, that's why about 50% of our clients are clients with PD because the rest of them are people that we've been working with for a really long time. But basically all the new clientele that we bring on are folks who have Parkinson's and understand that exercise can be really beneficial to them. So, um, so you kind of talked a little about, so your the physical therapist really recommended that the, your first client get, find a personal trainer and it didn't work out yes. the first time. So how could someone with Parkinson's find a trainer with experience working with their unique needs? Well, um, we are still, this is still a new thing for personal trainers. So it's not like there's an, one directory that's going to point to personal trainers who can do this type of work. So I would highly recommend asking your physical therapist because most likely they are hunting for good trainers that they can refer people to or asking other friends who have Parkinson's disease if they're going to anybody or even just looking for group classes that are Parkinson's focused in your area and then reaching out to those instructors and seeing if they're willing to do one-on-one -on -one training as well. I think there's tremendous benefit to the group class situation, um, but what you can get from working one-on-one -on -one with a trainer is, I, I feel like you, you really need both experiences, if that makes sense. Because when you're working with a personal trainer, since the right amount of challenge is really essential for folks with Parkinson's, we can, really nudge you to that threshold where we're still keeping you safe, but we're making sure that you're getting the amount of challenge that you need. And let's say, you know, your main um, concern is your balance. Well, then you're not going to be able to do the balance exercises that we want you to do by yourself without somebody spotting you. So a trainer can really be there to make sure that you're working out appropriately and that you're not going to hurt yourself. And we actually have some clients who prefer to work out during their off time when their medication is not working optimally. So um, we kind of help them work through their, their toughest symptoms. And in that case, then it would be hard for them to be in a group class in that moment in the day. But if they're working one-on-one -on -one with someone who can really kind of guide them through, then the rest of their day goes a lot better. And quite honestly, just meeting a trainer, they make you move when you don't want to, which is kind of the best uh, service we could possibly offer is to keep you, keep nudging you in that direction, even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. So are there um, specific training courses that trainers can or do go to for, to like learn about kind of the unique needs and like how they can challenge people? Yes, actually, so um, the retreat that we went to, the Power Retreat, they do offer a course that personal trainers can take as well as physical therapists. And there are now, I think, more of the um, certifying organizations for personal trainers are understanding that we do have an aging population, so they're starting to offer courses that are that are more geared towards this population. But I've been taking a lot of continuing ed courses that physical therapists take, even though I'm not really technically getting credit for them because our work overlaps so much, it's really beneficial for me to take those courses. So I think at this moment, we're not in a place historically where there's like a really set regimen. If I want to be a trainer who works with people with Parkinson's, these are specifically the courses that I take. But there are now more and more offerings for us to 
kind of develop that, those skills and that understanding. So, yeah. And then you mentioned like, you know, working on off times versus on times. Do you find that working with people on their off times kind of improves those, like over time they have their off times aren't quite as bad. Like their off times are a little bit better just because they're trying to work through it. And even their on times are better because they're working through the tougher times. Absolutely. I feel like exercise is the way for you to have a more active role, maybe have a little bit more control over what your day looks like. Just for a variety of reasons, sometimes the meds work better at one time than they do the other. And I think that having, it's sort of like having a tool belt. If you have these exercises in your toolkit that you have done with your trainer and know you can do when you're having, let's say, I'm having a lot of freezing or I'm feeling particularly rigid and it's really, really hard to walk today. I know that I can do these exercises and it's going to help me work through it faster instead of just waiting for the next time when I can take another dose and then hoping that that kind of um, will turn it around. In, in this way, you're sort of getting in front of it. And when you start to notice certain symptoms creeping up, it helps you kind of stop them in their tracks as opposed to just hoping that the rest of the day isn't ruined, right? Because sometimes our off times can last way longer than others. So we do see a lot of improvement, but also just um, more confidence in the people that we're working with because they know that they are in control and it's not such a passive, I'm just hoping that the medication does the thing, you know? Yeah, I think that's huge. I think just knowing that you can affect how you feel or know, okay, so I, you know, I had a, a patient that once that they knew when they ate a certain food, they didn't feel well and it was mm -hmm. something that they enjoyed. So they knew if they went out to dinner and they ate, the, in this case, it was dairy. She knew if she ate the dairy, she knew she was going to have a bad day the next day. And she was sometimes willing to do that. But it gave her the, the power to say, okay, I know tomorrow I can need to take it easy tomorrow. I need to take tomorrow off. And that's Absolutely. a really powerful thing. Mm -hmm. And then you can pick your battles. <laughs> I mean, we as trainers are also humans. So we're not expecting to everybody who's going to eat perfectly and do all the things all the time. <laughs> like, I totally get that. But really drawing that correlation between what I eat and how I move and how that affects how I feel, I really, then it's in my hands, I get to dictate what my day is going to be like. Yeah. And, you know, uh, for example, I have one client who has a lot of rigidity and freezing, and it's exacerbated when she's feeling really stressed or really overwhelmed, and she really can't walk. Her balance is all over the place. It, it, it exacerbates tremendously. However, she's a great lover of music, particularly Michael Jackson. That's her jam. <laughs> and her daughter was getting married. Mm -hmm. And we knew that all of the events surrounding the wedding were going to be these crazy stressful situations where she very easily would not be able to move well. Mm -hmm. So we came up with a whole dance warm up to her favorite Michael Jackson song. And she was able to do that before the rehearsal dinner, before the wedding, and it really improved her whole day because she, I think not only did it get her body moving, but it also put her head in the right space to say, okay, I'm in charge of my day, and I'm not just going to take my pill and hope 
that everything goes okay, that it, it gave her some of her power back. I thought you were going to say she was dancing down the aisle to Michael Jackson. That's going to well, be Well, she that's did awesome. actually do her Michael Jackson dance at the um, reception, and she made everybody join in. It was pretty awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. An unofficial macarena of sorts, if you will. <laughs> that's awesome. So it can be fun, too. It doesn't have to be work. I think it has to be fun. I really do. And I think when you're looking for a trainer, it's important to – like, yes, you want to know if they're qualified and yes, you want to know how they can help you, but also you just want to get to know them because if you enjoy hanging out with them, then you're going to do better. If you find classes and support groups and people to be around that give you joy, you're going to move more. And we all know that Parkinson's definitely can direct us a little more towards depression, that, they, like, that we really have to be cognizant of our mental health mm -hmm. and our emotional health and kind of get in front of it and say, I'm going to surround myself with positive people who make me happy and make me feel good. And I'm going to move with them and we're going to turn it into a social thing. And then it doesn't feel like work. And honestly, that's kind of the philosophy of our company. We're called recreation fitness because we make people play all day long because we know that if it's fun and you look forward to it, you're going to keep doing it. And that consistency is what's going to help you feel better and reach your goals and, you know, live your best life. That's what we just want everybody to live their best lives. Yeah. Very simple. <laughs> I always call my job, like, it's my own personal playground. Like, like mm -hmm. it's just, I love playing, you know, just playing with things. Like, it's fun. It's fun to be Absolutely. creative. Yeah. So you kind of said, so what questions should you be asking someone if you're considering them as a personal trainer? Well, I do think it's important to ask if they've ever worked with someone with Parkinson's and really how that went. Um, knowing that this is still fairly new um, for a lot of trainers, if they haven't, ask how willing they are to learn. Will they go with you to your physical therapy sessions? Will they talk to your doctor with your permission? I mean, if they're willing to dive in and learn, I don't know that it necessarily matters if they have tons of Parkinson's specific experience, but I would try to find a trainer who's been working for at least three to five years because I feel like they need that foundation that to then turn around and apply it to Parkinson's. I had been a trainer for I think like eight years before I met my first client with Parkinson's and I'm really glad because it allowed it gave me a skill set that I could have as a foundation and then blow my head open with all the new knowledge that I was gaining. So I, I would also ask them why they became a trainer because you might be surprised and it's a good way to get to know them and figure out who they are. Mm -hmm. Not all trainers were captain of the basketball team. Not all trainers are natural athletes. In fact, a lot of people who became trainers did so because they overcame something huge themselves. And I feel like, that's the kind of person that you want to be on your team mm -hmm. because when things are hard and you need a hug or you need a nudge, they're going to know which one to give you, you know? And I think that someone who seemingly a lot has come easy to them might not have the sensitivity that is required. Um, and then, like I said before, I think just, do you like them? Do you trust them? Do you get a good vibe from them? Because, um, there's a lot of amazing trainers out there who maybe just haven't 
worked with PD before, but they might be somebody that you absolutely adore spending three days a week with. And I'll take it because it means it's going to get you moving. So, yeah. And I think too, you know, asking like, you know, do you like to do like dance, you know, do you like to just do strength training or dancing or like things like that too? Just seeing like what, you know, your, your likes kind of align that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause then you will, they'll help you find the things that you think are fun and interesting and find ways to adapt that and make sure that we're checking the boxes of what we need you to be doing, but also combine that with what you like to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know you, so you said you do both one-on-one -on -one and group classes. As yes. Well. So what, what do you think is the advantage of the one-on-one -on -one versus the group and, you know, doing both a combination of both? Well, actually, a fair number of our clients do both um, because the group classes are very valuable in obviously the social aspect of it and connecting you to a community, which I think is really important. Um, but also neurologically, it's really good to be in a group setting and have to follow direction with distractions and have to navigate multiple conversations and not always have specific direction because there's a circuit and different people are doing different things. Mm -hmm. um, so I think from like a, you know, therapy standpoint, the group classes can be really valuable. The one-on-one -on -one is really where we hone in on what your specific needs and challenges are. And it's a way to really work on application. I have trouble transitioning in and out of the car, great. Then we're gonna use our personal training time as a way to improve those transitions to help your balance and to really make it tailored to what you need. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned before with the folks who like to work out during their off time so that they can save their on time for family stuff and errands and whatever, sometimes it means that they're not able to drive to us. So we'll go to their homes and it's a way to like, help them work themselves out of that moment and set them up for a good rest of the day. We also have clients who um, maybe the, the like real life scenarios are, are actually in their home. So we'll come in and help them figure out good strategies for how am I going to squeeze into this tight space near the closet to get something out and turn around and place it down? Or how am I going to transition in the hallway in the middle of the night and know that I'm going to be safe? So we can really get super, super specific. Mm -hmm. I think Obviously, the more the better. If you can do group classes and also find a trainer, wonderful. But even if you can only do one, there's value, great value to both. So I'm not going to say that one is necessarily better than the other. Okay. And so obviously, so you said some trainers will work at homes. So how would you find a trainer that maybe doesn't work through a gym? Like, Do they advertise? Like, where would you... Where would you um, that some do, and I would think that the independent trainers who travel most likely are going to run ads in like a community newspaper. They might have flyers at a senior center. They're going to try very hard to find you. The ones that work at a gym, maybe they're just going to hope you come in. Um, I think the independent trainers are more likely to know your physical therapist, um, but you can look them up on Yelp. And you can even do a Google search for personal trainers in my neighborhood, and a lot of them will have reviews. And I learn more from reading the reviews about people than I do about their own description. So if you 
scroll through, you might find there are people who sound very similar to you who have had a good experience with this trainer, and it's a good place to start. And even if you think that a trainer might not be the perfect fit for you, if you reach out to them, especially if they're an independent trainer, if they can't help you, they very well may know other trainers in your area who would be appropriate because ultimately they're going to want you to get help even if they're not the ones that can help you. Yeah. So take a little digging, but yes, they're out there and they really want to meet you. Okay. Um, so one thing I like to do at the end of the podcast is just ask everyone, what is one thing that you can suggest to the listeners that they can do today to help them improve their lives? Mm, good question. I would say find your tribe. This is a condition that requires a team and a community and a family, and that can come in all shapes and sizes and colors. If ideally, if you have a good neurologist and a physical therapist and a trainer or a class or a support group, you just need people around you who believe in you and who are positive and who keep pushing you to fight because that I think above all else, if you're surrounded by a really good tribe, there really is nothing you cannot do. I totally agree. That's definitely my number one as well. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank uh, you for having me. No problem. It was awesome talking with you as always. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining me this week on the Parkinson's Vitality Project podcast. New episodes are released every other Wednesday, so make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you never miss a show. You can also follow me on social media at the links posted in the show notes. Thanks again. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and shouldn't be used as personalized medical advice. <laughs> <laughs>